Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. This is Tony, and tonight I am joined by Adam and Liza. How's it going, gang? You know, it's pretty good. I'm having a good a good day. Good, Some and good, hopefully... Good news. Hopefully a good year, because this is our first show of 2023. We hope everyone had a good holiday season, and uh, you were able to spend some time in the company of family and friends. We took a little bit of a break. Uh, you know, we, we were busy helping Santa up at the North Pole get toys ready. Adam was working on the ball in Times Square, and, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're back to the grind now. It's a lot of Swarovski crystals we got to put together. Yes, yes. Adam glues each one of those crystals on individually. I just want to make a correction. I did put out a show last week. And it was a solo show, but we have not been together as a group uh, yes. in 2023. So, um, yes, Adam was kind of... I just don't want people to forget that show. <laughs> no, not at all. Adam, Adam all was like, kind enough to take some time on a solo trip and, and put a show out. So uh, <laughs> We also need to point out that Adam does have a cold. I do? I don't know. Somebody's sniffing. Yeah, that's me. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't think I have a cold. I think I'm just... I think I'm just nervous. Oh, is it just allergies? Because that's yeah. what my, my mom would always say. It's allergies. And I'm like, and then like two weeks later, I'm sick. And I'm like, <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Perhaps there's mold in the house, Adam. Uh, it could be. There could <laughs> be. All right, but but we're not here to talk about Adam's health or Adam's mold status. No, that's that's the other podcast that we that's do. That's our other podcast, Three People Talking Health Issues. Um, <laughs> we are here to talk, however, about some Disney news, because there is a lot of news that has taken place uh, over the beginning of this, uh, this new year. So uh, let's jump into it, and let's head on over to Disneyland. Yay! Um, <laughs> you know, you, you ever realize Disneyland is almost 70 years old? Isn't that amazing? And you know the park looks great for almost seventy. And like and like like Main Street USA is set in like like the turn of the century. It it's it's 1955 to Main Street USA timeline is closer than 1955 is to now. So like if they were building a Disneyland now, the Main Street would be like like what the 80s. Yeah. The 70s. You know how weird is that? Well, Disneyland's kind of like Dolly Parton. You know, it keeps getting older, but it's always <laughs> looking good. Because, <laughs> you know, Dolly still looks great. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, what is looking great is this new restaurant coming to New Orleans Square in Disneyland. Do tell, Adam. Uh, they're calling it Tiana's Palace. And it is going to be a update to the French market in disneyland now if you're unfamiliar french market is attached to um cafe orleans in new orleans square section it's sort of adjacent to where the train station is and the mint julep bar is right there closing on february 16th will be the mint julep bar and french market to be converted into tiana's uh, palace it is a quick service restaurant no character dining uh, and they said the mid julep bar will return when it reopens at a later date. Well, I am excited about it. Although New Orleans Square is pretty much perfect as is, but they do need. Well, I, I would welcome a quick service location anytime I can get it. So if it's a good one. 
So, and I think this is going to be great. I think they're putting a lot of effort into the details and I know that they'll keep it new Orleans as to go with the same look of everything. Cause they did a really spot on job with that area. I love that. That's my favorite area in Disneyland. I love it. And we said this on a, on a previous show, cause they did announce that Tiana's palace would be coming to Disneyland uh, when they were doing the when they're doing the splash rethink into Tiana's um, Bayou Adventure, uh, they said, but they didn't say where it would be. I assumed it would be uh, Hungry Bear. They would retheme Hungry Bear because that's a bigger restaurant and it's kind of on its own, so it's not really gonna like like doing construction work there isn't gonna affect much around it whereas yeah this is gonna close the mint julep bar and and there's a lot of stuff right there it's very congested so i am a little surprised they went with and and it hungry bear is closer to splash than That's where french true. market is so i'm just surprised that they went with that instead well they yeah, gotta I, keep it in the theme yeah and adam you said they're closing the mint julep bar but the mint julep bar is reopening yeah, I mean, I mean, closing it just temporarily. Right. That's what I right. mean. And um, uh, for, because for you those... know, they charge like eight dollars for a mint julep. I would think they want to keep that open. <laughs> right. <laughs> and for those who are interested, uh, the restaurant is going to be offering authentic New Orleans flavors inspired by Tiana's friends. Um, and Adam mentioned it is not a character uh, dining, but they have mentioned that guests may find Tiana in New Orleans Square. So. I think they're kind of uh, bringing New Orleans Square. It, it's almost like a little Tiana land, uh, you know, what they're doing between Splash and and the new uh, Eudora's Chic Boutique featuring Tiana's Gourmet Secrets, which is their new retail shop. Uh, so it's, you know, New Orleans Square, which used to be known for pirates, uh, is now going to be known for Tiana. I'm not like that. I think it's good. I'm excited. Little Louisiana representation. I don't mind it as long as it's not like cartoonish <laughs> mm-hmm. because New Orleans square is like very authentic to right. Eliza to what New Orleans looks oh, like. Yeah, it, looks it, like, it looks it, very similar. Yeah. So I don't like, so don't put a big like cartoon talking uh, crocodile or alligator <laughs> from yeah, the movie it, in there. It, you know? It's hard. Yeah, it's hard for me when I go somewhere that's supposed to have like New Orleans cuisine because it's usually not like when you eat in there, you're like, mm, I don't think this is what it is. But maybe they'll bring somebody over and they'll have like some authentic food. That would be nice. Adam, let, let me ask you a quick question. Do you know the difference between a crocodile and an alligator? Yeah, one of them uh, plays the trombone and the other one <laughs> plays the, the trumpet. <laughs> No, one will see you in a while, and one will see you later. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, uh. You know, I, I think, Adam, what you don't want is you don't want what we got with uh, Remy in the back of France and Epcot is where you've got this cartoonish version of France. It's it's a very Pixar-inspired land. You know, you go to the front of the land, and it's very much like a Parisian uh, you know, a, a little section of Paris. And and then you go around yeah. to where Remy is and it's this cartoonish, somewhat skewed, somewhat off base animated style. And and I agree. I, I think that some of the charm of New Orleans Square is that it is very authentic and 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 not cartoonish. So, yes, I, I do agree in, in, you know, hoping that they keep that theme. Yeah, I think uh, Ratatouille, I think like because they, they have the flats for the facade in the back. And we know why they did that to kind of 
save some money there. Just keep it on, you know, on theme. That's all we ask for. Mm -hmm. But that's not the only changes coming to the Disneyland Resort in 2023. Uh, We know that the Lunar New Year Festival is returning. The Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival is returning in March. The Magic Happens Parade will return on February 24th. The Disney 100 celebration launches on January 27th, and that will bring special offerings to the resort year round. But there's also stuff going on with tickets. And Liza, do you want to uh, tell us about that? Well, at Disneyland, they are changing their park hopping time on their tickets. So instead of waiting till one o'clock to park hop, you can park hop at 11 o'clock, which I think is great because I think they need to just get rid of it anyway. And I'm hoping that we're getting closer to them just dropping the time schedule altogether. Um, And also there are a few dates now for, is it like a single day park ticket that is like $106? 104. Oh, 104. Well, that's even better, but only on a few select dates. Yeah, I guess it it looks like it's two months worth of $104 park ticket dates. Um, You know, they've they've gone to this flexible pricing now where where tickets uh, both in Disneyland and Disney World vary by day Mm -hmm. uh, and month. So it's very nice to see them bring some low cost tickets back, um, even if it is just one sixth of the year. And is that that is for a single park? Correct. That is a one day one. That is the lowest price for a one day one park ticket. Okay. And who wants to really have the single park? I mean, I like a park hopper when I'm at Disneyland. So I don't think I would ever get that ticket. But yeah, I think the park hopper in Disneyland is a no brainer. Um, you know, the, the parks are so close to each other. You go to Disney World and you've got to jump on a bus. You've got to get on a, a Skyliner. You know, you've got to take a boat. You've got to you. It, it takes time. Even if you've got a rental car, it takes time to get to another park. But at Disneyland, they're, they're separated by the Esplanade, which is what at most a, a 45 second walk at a, at a brisk pace. Uh, so you can definitely jump back and forth between parks. Uh, with, with very little uh, issue. So, yeah, I, I, I love the park hopper in California. I do, too. I always recommend it. Adam, would you would you third that recommendation? <laughs> I kind of disagree. So uh, Disneyland has, uh, a, has a ton of attractions. You can you could be there all day and not do everything. So I don't think you need you don't I don't think you need to spend a money on a hopper for Disneyland. Um California Adventure, I think there is enough to do full day if you're willing to like just kind of sit and do everything. Um, it, I mean, it is if you if money isn't an object, yeah, get a hopper, but you don't really I don't think you really have to. I think in Florida, I'm the opposite where because I always <laughs> tend to hop between parks because like a lot of times you'll be at like, a uh, you know, for me, like Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom, like I there's fewer rides where if you're not doing a genie plus you end up not doing much if you don't want to wait in lines and then i'd like to hop to epcot or magic kingdom in the afternoon because it by then it's spread out more and there's more lower uh lower key attractions to do that don't necessarily carry a line yes you do have to get yourself to these other parks in florida which takes time as opposed to disneyland where it's just closer but i don't I don't think you need to have a hopper. I mean, unless if you're there for one day and you'd like to do hit all the highlights in both parks. Um, do, do you think that your philosophy, your your park hopping philosophy 
is predicated on the <laughs> fact that you don't go to California that often, whereas in Florida, you're there all the time. So you don't need to spend that much time in a park because maybe you just want to go in for one ride or you want to see something that's new. But California, you get there less frequently. So you spend more time in each individual park. It, it, it probably that's probably true. Yes. I mean, if you okay. if you don't spend much time in, in any place, you want to maybe you know, maximize it wisely much. And, and also just for us from the East coast and even Liza, it takes, it's a, it's a long haul to get to California and it's not right. easy. It's, it's certainly not easy to get from the air, from any airport mm-hmm. to the Disneyland park. And then, yeah, no, I, no, I, I got I, a good, I got a good service that I use like the car service. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean that, I mean that, yeah, but it's just, I don't know. It's yeah. I guess my to answer your question, yes. I think I, I am biased based on how frequently or infrequently I'm visiting each place. But um, well, you stayed a long time over there when you went out on that one time. I mean, you stayed way longer than I've ever stayed over there. So if I was staying a really long time, maybe it wouldn't be as important to me. But if I'm just there for like two, three days, yeah, I want the hopper. Now that $104 ticket, of course, doesn't include park hopping, so that right. kind of defeats the purpose of of that price going down. All right. Well, tell us what a single, what new option a single day ticket would include uh, in 2023. Uh, all guests will be getting free photo pass. That's amazing. And, and that's the real photo pass, right? That's not just. Um, it's. It's the real photo pass. That's not just ride attractions. That's it is just ride. Pass. No, it is just digital attraction photos. Oh, it is. Yes, and that's uh, that's going to be new in both parks for 2023. All right. So uh, Disneyland doesn't really have that many. I mean, they have some, but yeah. So you'll um, you'll get that starting February 4th. That's good. I mean, uh, for me, the that you want the attraction photos. Uh, what's nice is if you want a regular photo. They could just take a photo, a photo. They could just take a picture with your, um, with your personal camera. So that's not really, yeah. Uh, or your cellular it. phone. Yeah, exactly. So, so Tony, do you think that they're doing this because not enough people were getting the photo pass? I think it's a cheap option for them to give something back. Okay. You I know, see. if a lot of people aren't getting it, then they're not really losing that much money by saying we're going to give this to you, and they don't mention how long. Uh, actually, they do mention how long this is going to be. It's going to be from February 4th throughout the Disney 100 celebration at Disneyland. Which uh, will so, be for the next five years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we know it will be at least through 20, the end of 2023. We don't know We don't know the ending date for d- the Disney 100 celebration yet. Yeah, and I uh, think I think them giving us a bone is is similar to what they're doing in Florida, too, which we'll get to in a moment. Right. And uh, the last new thing going on in uh, California, well, there's a a couple of new things. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is going to be open on January 27th. Uh, So that's exciting. They're getting their new Wondrous Journeys, a nighttime spectacular at Disneyland Park, and an updated World of Color show called World of Color One at Disney's California Adventure. Uh, Those will also open on January 27th. And if you want to get a uh, an annual pass to Disneyland as and be part of their Magic Key program, uh, they have announced that the Magic Key program for select Magic Key passes will be available from time to time throughout 2023 as pass <laughs> inventory becomes available. So, you know, they're not going to offer them all the time, but they say to check Disneyland.com slash Magic Key for pass on sale dates and availability. Uh, bookmark that page. 
And uh, let's head across the country to Florida. Uh, Disney World, as we know, is, is getting ready to wrap up their 50th anniversary celebration this March. Uh, and they've announced some changes for 2023 as well. So who, who wants to start talking about that? So we've got Happily Ever After is replacing uh, Enchantment in Magic Kingdom on April 3rd. Epcot Forever is replacing Harmonious in Epcot April 3rd. And we've got an opening day for Tron the next day. April 4th, and previews for cast members DVC annual pass holders will be announced uh, at some point earlier. Um, you know what I find funny about that announcement for Epcot Forever? Yes. Is Epcot Forever was not really forever. It's it's like a stopgap show. It's like Epcot right now is what they should call it. Epcot, uh, for, the time, Epcot for the time being. Um, it's, because, it's like Epcot... But kids are singing the songs and people are singing the songs that they shouldn't be singing. <laughs> I hate that, Tony. I hate that they do that. And it was an awful show. And I don't know why they're bringing it back. Well, you know why they're bringing it back? They're bringing it back so they can get rid of the damn taco barges. <laughs> uh, which has so, been confirmed. And I'm excited about that. <gasps> it's been confirmed that the the eyesore in my yes. lake is yes. gone. Well, well, so they said that the fireworks platforms is that the word that they used mm. fireworks I believe so. the removal phased removal of fireworks platforms now none of us know exactly what that means we're all hoping it's those barges it's amazing if that is the case uh it's amazing that that they built them and they did they realize they have to get rid of them real fast after you know 18 months uh well, because um yeah, they were bad. It was it was very. I I'm sorry. I don't want I don't want to always sound negative, but whoever decided that those things need to be permanently there made a very bad decision because they are hideous. They look much worse in per- person. They're huge in person. Did, the scale doesn't work at all. Didn't that person just get fired from the company? Yeah, they might have. Well, I don't. Well, we don't know who made that decision. If that's a Chapek thing, is that a tomorrow thing is that the person in charge of like epcot nighttime spectaculars i i don't know who makes that final call but whoever it was uh you know maybe they were hamstrung by budgets i don't know but it was really bad and they were off center too which was the weirdest thing so so even when you had to look at it they were like cockeyed you Um, you know what doesn't have a good record these days is is shows on the water (laughs) <laughs> uh, at, at the uh, the Walt Disney World Resort, uh, we, we recently lost Kite Tales over at Animal Kingdom. Uh, that went through multiple iterations of a show in about like 14 months. Uh, what was the show before that? Rivers of Light. Rivers of Light. That, that was, was bad. From that one. went through multiple iterations of the sh- of, of a show in uh, what a year and a half, if that yes. long. We've got Harmonious. Well. Epcot Forever's first appearance, which we know was just a stopgap measure until Harmonious came about, uh, and then Harmonious, which was supposed to be the new nighttime spectacular, which lasted uh, a couple of years, two years maybe. Eighteen months. Eighteen months is a 50th anniversary thing. Yeah. So they, um, they do not have a very good track record. It seems like all of their their water shows, uh, you know, are, are coming down to an 18 month window now before they just revamp them. So. Uh, you know, with the exception of the uh, electrical water pageant, 
which is now in its 50th year, uh, you know, out on Bay Lake, they've got, uh, you know, nothing that's really working on water. And that's free, too. I mean, that's free. Right? Illuminations would have been great. They could have kept it. Yeah. Or whatever. To just just make the globe a little bit bigger, clean up the the panels so that you can actually see what was on them, and then there you go. There there can't be anybody that complained about illuminations. They might not have liked it. They might, but they didn't like say it was bad. Yeah. Harmonious I, has you know pe- there are people that like it and that's fine. I think it had like good elements. I think the music was really good. Um, the stuff that they put on the screens looked nice. Fireworks were great. Uh, I think the water hoses looked really bad. I think they looked they looked <laughs> like they looked like fire hoses just kind of floating around in the in the sky. And and the fact that like this the big center Stargate ring thing you could only see from two spots on the on the whole lagoon made it didn't make it good because you would you could be on the side and miss the whole thing on the on the big screen that's in the middle. And and, I mean, you have this big 360 lagoon that would make it nice to have a show around, but you kind of hamstrung yourself again by just making it like center and focus. It's just, um, just odd. And, and harmonious, I don't believe was supposed to be just the 50th, uh, because they announced that in 2019 and they seem very like, like gun ho about it and yeah and it they was just, it, they just made it they just turned out just making it go away it I, I thought it was supposed to be this long time illuminations replacement yeah i, I that's what i kind of assumed too yeah but i knew it wasn't gonna be as good <laughs> i knew it like they were trying to talk it up and i'm like hmm, okay but it's like too big sho- too big of shoes to fill like you couldn't you got to either do something that's better, which they clearly did not, or just bring back illuminations. This is really what I wrote to them in the survey. But anyway, that's what I, I think said. I, wrote, I think I wrote that too once. <laughs> Liza, I think you need to start a petition because if they can bring Happily Ever After back, I'm sure yes. you could start a petition to bring illuminations back. And I also want to bring back the parade. All right. The Tapestry of Dreams. Tapestry of Nations. Or Nations. Yeah. Or yeah. Tapestry of Dreams. Either either yeah. one. Either, either or. one would be good. Because it oh, is a wonderful idea. Uh, by the way, they play the Tapestry music in um, Creations Cafe. Or Connections. Oh, so Connections Cafe. It's Creations is the shop. Connections is the, is the eatery. They play that in there. Do you oh. know? Do you know where else that music is played? Uh, in my car. In my car, saw. exactly. No, my, in my car, too. Yeah. <laughs> speaking, so speaking of cars, um, this is already in effect. We don't have to uh, give you a date for this. Um, self-parking at Disney Resort Hotels in Florida is once again free. <gasps> so that is a nice little rollback uh, that Bob Iger has given us. You know, we, we, well, we say, I say we, but when Bob Iger took office, back in December when he took office <laughs> sounds like the um, president <laughs> that's right uh you know my my big thing was he needs to give something back quick you know he needs a quick win for good PR and and I think self-parking fees is a very good move now everybody was all anti-chapek the unfortunate thing is that the self-parking charges started in 2018 under Bob Iger's reign. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everybody's talking about JPEG. <laughs> He's got to reverse the JPEG changes. And the complimentary self-parking goes back to the way it was before Bob Iger started charging for parking. So um, 
in any event, it is a win. It is something for the guests. It is goodwill. Uh, you know, it, it puts at a value resort $15 a day back into my pocket at a deluxe resort. What is it? $25, $28 a night now. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. So, you know, you are getting some money back in your pocket, which which is nice. And uh, as always, parking in the parks for Disney Resort guests is free. I wonder if they're going to lower the valet price back to what it was um before don't, don't get too excited adam i mean we've we got this i never thought i'd see the day right that they rolled something back you know what i mean so yeah. hey i don't i mean it, it's a little progress but i just want to keep <laughs> making that progress well hold on i'm re- I'm reading the announcement and in very 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 small print uh, uh the font size i think is fly spec three it says valet parking costs will double no. No, I'm just joking. They've got to make that money up somehow. So, um. it's uh, the, the so the website here, which is updated because it says the parking is complimentary. Valet parking is thirty three dollars a night, sales tax included. Um, which I don't believe it was that much. I think it was like twenty dollars or something. So mm-hmm. I don't. They're probably not going to lower that, which they don't really. That's sounds something they would need to. And valet this parking is now the, is only at the deluxe resorts and DVC properties, right? Yeah, they don't, don't, and and I think Coronado has it too. Okay, but but yeah, you're right. The, like Grand Destino. Yeah, but like All yeah. Stars doesn't have it. I think uh, we said this before with Disneyland with the photo pass. This is that like this is that giving something back to the guests that you know make us happy. Mm-hmm. Which is which is what like you just said. They need a win. That's a that's a cheap win. I don't know what they were doing with the money from the parking because they weren't washing your car. <laughs> And they weren't making new spots because there's a, there's only limited spots. Right. And they weren't repaving the parking lots. So, like, I don't know what they were doing. What were they doing with the money? I don't know. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, it was uh, – that's good. That's good news. Um, and we also get PhotoPass with Genie Plus, but you're telling me that's the PhotoPass for the rides only? Yes. The ride it's photos only? Attraction, only? attraction photos only. And the big thing that that's that's sort of good. It depends on who you are. A annual pass holders will not require a reservation to visit a park after 2 p.m. except for Magic Kingdom on Saturdays and Sundays. So basically, this is really for locals who want to go to a park after work. They don't have to worry about getting a reservation. I'm ready except for the, the weekends park. For Magic Kingdom. I need the park passes to go away, Disney. If you're you listening, want all the park passes. I just want it gone. Well, I I believe the the CFO recently stated that park passes will not be uh, park reservations will not be going anywhere because it allows them to allocate staff and uh, uh, help with their scheduling. So I I don't think we're going to see them go anywhere at least through 2023. <sighs> they just need to allocate the staff anyway. That's what I'm going to tell them in my next survey that's really heated. It's such a hot take. I'm going to be, like, ferociously typing on my keyboard again like I did last week when I was sent a survey. Well, it was, like, two 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 weeks ago, I guess, maybe three. But, yeah, I told them. Park passes have to go. You guys are giving people anxiety. I've had clients, like, super upset if uh, – you know, if I if they can't get a day or if there's not a day that they can get, I mean, it's just it's it's like you're paying for this ticket with a chance that it may not happen. 
unless you get the hopper and then you can go at two. Yeah. Now, but I did will say I was there this past weekend and I switched my pass the night before and everything was available on marathon weekend. So yeah, I was I was gonna say that's amazing considering it was a marathon weekend and those yeah. marathons bring in an extra what sixty seventy thousand people. Yeah, looked like eight million, but yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, um, it's busy. but yeah, so I don't, I mean, yes, I, I do understand the park passes. I, I, it, it's a money thing. It's like they said, it's so that they know how to, how to staff and et cetera. But um, too bad, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> well, they staff with before in the days before, you know, like we went, we got by. We it's got, not like well, we're we taking by. away cell phones they, or they something. They get by, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I would say I would. What I would think. I I don't know. I would say like get rid of park pat pass reservations at least for like on-site hotel guests, so that like yes, so that your people that you know your clients, for example, that are going there, you know, give them the opportunity, the option to be flexible. At least they don't penalize you for it for not going, because in Disneyland they do penalize the key holders. Uh, if they skip on a park pass. Yeah. And nobody really knows like what happens. At, well, I think they, they said it was like, you get suspended for 30 days or something, which is, Ooh. it sounds like jail, but it's like yeah. double, <laughs> double secret probation. Yeah. It's like going to Golly. school. It's very, very strange. And do community service. Um, let me ask, do we like happily ever after coming back? Are we excited for that? Yeah. I'm okay. Did well, it's, like coming, it's coming. I don't like it. I think? liked Enchantment. Yeah, oh. I did. It's uh, Happily Ever After is coming back, but it is a new version of Happily Ever After. So Uh-oh. it's 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 not the same show. Uh, there, I believe there's new projections. Um, you know, I don't know if they've done anything to the fireworks, but at least some of the projections are new. So I would think they're going to add the stuff from the newer movies, especially mm-hmm. Encanto, because Encanto yeah. is such a huge hit and it has music. You know, as opposed to like Lightyear and ryan the last dragon and the other one strange world which really didn't have much music mm-hmm. at least in canto had you know hit hit score so well and it's a changing house and so they can do so much of it with on the projections you know yeah. there's a lot they can do there and i'm okay with the new projections i think that's great i'm i'm always scared about the musical score I'm always afraid that they're not going to have the original music that they should own the rights to. So I don't know why they're not using it. Um, and they're going to have some kids with the kids bop theme singing the songs. That's what I'm afraid of. If they, <laughs> if they use the original music, it's going to be cool. But if they baby it up, like they did with that Halloween one, which was, oh, it was awful. I, I I'll be good, but they they I don't know why they don't use their music. It's crazy. I don't Liza, know why they do that. Liza, did you know that in 2003, Adam was a part of the Kids Bop cast? Adam, <laughs> don't tell me this is true. What I didn't know about this. 2003. <laughs> 2003. Wait, when were you born? I'm I'm 99, so I would have been 13. Isn't oh, Kids really? Bob like eight or nine years old? Well, like, your voice hadn't changed yet, so you were okay. <laughs> he was still a soprano. <laughs> now, just to, just to go back to uh, one thing Adam mentioned, we are getting the attraction photo downloads with Genie Plus in Florida. However, they have not given a date for that. Um, that is uh, that is happening at some point, uh, but we don't know when. 
And they're going to string you along. Yeah, exactly. Now, what else is, uh, I, I can't believe we haven't mentioned this yet, is something got an opening date. <gasps> Tron. Tron Light Cycle Run is going to open on April 4th at Magic <sighs> Kingdom. Uh, and that was after some very cryptic Instagram posts uh, related to some Tron game scores. Uh, but uh, they did announce it. Um, you know, it's about time. This ride was announced five five years ago, I think. Uh, the Walt Disney World Railroad was closed for uh, just oh, this over. This was announced in. This was announced D twenty three two thousand seventeen. Oh so, my god! So five, a little over five years. Oh 18, 19, 20, 20, 20, 20. Oh, I guess that. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess that's five years. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and, wow. and, and the railroad was closed for just about four. Um, it's been a long time coming. It's been a very slow construction process, of course, interrupted by COVID. Uh, but uh, Tron Light Cycle Run will finally, will finally be able to enter the grid in Florida. Oh, I'm could, so pumped. It's got a height requirement of four feet, which is 48 inches, right? Yes. Um. And you're gonna have to use a locker too, which they will provide to store your your baggage uh, because the way the seats are, there's nowhere to put your bags. Yeah, lot. They are describing lockers as mandatory, um, and yeah. it is a a new type locker. Uh, if you've ever been to Universal, uh, you know that they've got their lockers, and that's always a hot mess trying to mm. get into a locker. It's well, a the, sweaty situation. The lockers for <laughs> Tron are double-sided. So as you're going down the line, you will put your, your stuff in a locker. And then when you come out the exit, you will go into the back of the locker to take your stuff out. So uh, it will be accessible through both sides. So you won't have to be fighting people that are coming in and you're trying now, to get your stuff out. Now, let's hope that let, – let's just hope that they can the, – the locker operates with your magic band, Right. Or your mm-hmm. room key. Or your room key. Wouldn't that be nice? So you don't have to remember a number. You just tap your band. Or your phone. Or your phone. Well, okay. you can't have your phone. Well, you maybe can't. in your pocket. Maybe they'll let you keep it in your pocket. Uh, I don't know. Because I knew. pocket, maybe? Look, that. The, the, the one in Harry Potter. What was the one in Harry Potter that makes you go upside down and it's all crazy in that castle? Forbidden, Forbidden Journey? Journey? Yeah. I cannot tell you how many times my phone has slid out of my pocket and I've had to catch it in midair. You <laughs> Yeah, it's happened to me twice, and I've been so terrified that now I just put it in the locker. You need bigger pay. Yeah, but what do you? Yeah, but you have to have your phone. Like, what am I gonna do without my phone? You it know was what, in my butt pocket. You know what? One of the most terrifying things that I ever have you ever have to do is when you when you're going through airport security and you have to put your phone in your bag for security that like those like 30 seconds on my phone is like very scary situation So you would have died in the 80s yeah we and you really you really wouldn't have made it through the 70s exactly <laughs> yeah at least well, in the 80s again, liza you had you know 15 tv channels <laughs> you know in the yeah. 70s i had four yeah, that's true, but they did turn off. Well, in the early 80s, I remember them turning off and then playing the national anthem. <laughs> yeah, I don't even don't remember that, but they did. Yeah, those were the good old days. Adam, <laughs> Adam's su- such a child of 24-hour media. I just, I just wanted to say one thing about the construction of Tron, right? So, uh, I, I am, I work in the construction industry, and we work with, we work for Disney, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
the the reason why the train took so long to come back is because the train runs was running through a active construction zone and Disney does not want to put guests through an active construction zone because what if they have to first of all they want you to see the construction even though yes we can all see it from like the people mover in other places of the park right but they also don't in case something breaks down they don't want to evacuate you through an active construction zone which i mean the the train i'm sure probably doesn't break down because you know it's mechanical and it's very reliable and it's you know whatever but regardless it could happen and that is part of the reason why it took so long because for the train to come back because they needed to really be finished with construction in that area uh in order for them to actually open it so uh, i'm do not we know when it's opening april 4th oh so the train's opening as well the train, the train is, open. is open oh it's open now the train opened like three days before christmas i miss that train <laughs> liza as usual is sitting in the station I'm still sitting in the station because the last time I went, it wasn't running. And I was just, I was still pretty bummed about it because I did want to go on the train, but I did the Disneyland train, which is really nice. But um, that's good. I'm glad. I'm definitely going to ride it when I go. Yeah, I, I have no problem, Adam, with them not running the train due to safety issues. I totally get that. But, mm-hmm. you know, a little over four years to construct that. Uh, is is a little crazy. I just, but I'm telling you that that's why that's what takes so long. Now, now no. why Tron? Now why Tron took so long? Part of it is because uh, they shut down construction. Disney shut down construction between March of 2020 and August. We weren't back on job sites until after August. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, there was you know there's supply there were there are, believe it or not yes I know people just say it, there is supply chain problems especially with steel trying to get that. Now I'm sure a lot of the Tron steel was already on order especially with the track but the building itself maybe not so much so a lot of there's a, a lot of moving parts with these things disney does not like to pay overtime when things get fall behind universal pays overtime on projects disney does not and that's why universal projects finish a lot faster is because I they're t- willing to pay more money for it i totally get that liza let me just ask you one question when adam said that he works in construction <laughs> Did you suddenly picture him wearing like work boots and a flannel shirt and like running a jackhammer and saying, hey, you guys, I need you to uh, to move that steel over there and get that rebar over here. But that's <laughs> so not what Adam does. <laughs> no, I'm no, I don't. I'm not I'm not I don't lift a finger. I'm just I'm just I just know from, you know, what's going on with our company and, and how that works. So you're uh, not in the field. That's what you're saying. No, I'm not. In, I'm not in the field, but I got I've got eyes and ears in the field. You know what I'm saying? Do, do you- do you own a hard hat? Do I? Own, yes, I own a hard hat. All right. Does it have a, a, a Disney motif? A Disney? No, it's got our company logo on it. All right. Well, I want you to put a hidden Mickey on there. I, I should, actually. <laughs> so that's some pretty cool news in Magic Kingdom. But there's also some fun stuff going on over in Epcot. What's going on there, Liza? Oh, the best park in the world is having a lot of figment-themed attractions coming, like the the figment-themed Beacon of Magic show, which is the Spaceship Earth lit up, and they play some music. And if you did not get to catch Rainbow Connection, it's coming back, and I am so excited about that because I was almost in tears because I didn't get to see it last year. And they are bringing it back, and... I'm telling you, it was the news that I needed to hear to kick off 2023. 
I was very excited. Also, the Figment popcorn bucket is super cute. And it is going to be sold via mobile order during the Festival of the Arts. So I think it's because they had these crazy lines and people just lined up for days trying to get these popcorn buckets. So now they're just going to mobile order and you pick it up whenever they tell you it's time, which I think is actually a great idea for things like this, just to alleviate that insanity of those wait times like sometimes you just can't even believe this lines for a flip and popcorn bucket i i just i don't i don't get it but you what, know what were the lines last year i think they were seven hours oh my god were they yeah they that, were yeah yeah they were <laughs> oh my gosh i was thinking like two now i'm no, not sure was... that i would wait seven hours for a popcorn bucket however I would have waited in a line for the Sam Eagle Sipper that is out <gasps> in Epcot right now. Oh, my gosh. I love Sam the Eagle. There is nothing better than drinking a Coca-Cola beverage out of an eagle's head. Um, yeah, that's a co- that's a cute one. My friend actually picked that up for me. Thank you, Jared. Um, well, you were there. You couldn't get your own? I could have, but he already got me one. So. All right. Well, I've got to go nice see guy. that. i got to look at that. Uh, I want to yeah. get one. I wonder if they'll have one in a couple of weeks when I'm there. I think so. Maybe the all the buzz will be like kind of died down by then and I could just easily grab one. Remember, Liza, in a couple of weeks while you're there, parking for free. I'm not driving, but, oh. you know, it would be good if I was. So there's another figment thing, and it's the Inspiration Station, which is in the Odyssey building. And it has, it's like a food place, a food studio, they say. But um, it's really cool. It's got rainbows all on the outside. You know, that Odyssey building is just a weird <laughs> Bermuda Triangle of a building. I mean, it's like, it's it's like, was something kind of cool back in the 80s? Well, it was just a restaurant, I guess. But I always would walk past it and think, ooh, cool, I wonder what's in there. But my parents would never go in there. But I mean, it has potential. It's like the 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 pavilion, the life pavilion, wonders of life pavilion. It's just this enigma that's like set, could be cool, but it's kind of close. So I don't know. The Odyssey. I'm glad they're doing something in it. I know they do stuff with the festivals and everything, but the it's Odyssey, nice to see it themed. The Odyssey building always has the oddest stuff in it. It 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 goes from like the Epcot Preview Center to pictures with Santa. To the yeah. figment shop. Yeah. It does have uh the bathrooms in there are renovated very like within the last year. They're beautiful bathrooms. Ooh, I'm gonna have to go in there. In the inside bathrooms. I don't know about the ones on the outside. The ones on the outside are still bad. Okay. I can report that. Okay. The inside ones I know, like they got like nice tile and everything. They're really nice. Ooh, that's good to know. Yeah. Because I need to visit that bathroom. We can do a bathroom show. This uh, Figment (laughs) Inspiration Station, it's got an original uh, Figment animatronic from the ride. (gasps) It's got a the the pin uh, art displays that you put your hand underneath and it like the pins come up and shows like the imprint of your hand. I might be I don't know if that's the right name for it or not. But that's what I remember them as, the pin the pin art display things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It's got a uh, recreation of the mural from the original um, from the original ride where the loading station was. Oh. Um, yeah, they did a lot. They've done a lot of stuff within the 
past you know a couple of weeks to open technically uh as a recording tomorrow but when you hear this it will have already happened the start of of um festival of the arts yes i you know it's kind of sad because figment could be so much more than figment is but people love figment and they should redo that imagination pavilion i think that Mm. should be on their list high up on their list because there's so much potential there and everybody always says it and they haven't touched it yet but um hopefully with all of this figment inspiration coming they'll 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 surprise people in the next G23. Well, you know, the the big thing with the Inspiration Station is it's there for the Festival of the Arts, so we know it's going to be a very short-term thing, Um, but it is a food station, Uh, and the food is very much inspired by our favorite little purple dragon friend. Uh, They're going to be offering fruit pizza with uh, watermelon, compressed cantaloupe, berries, and berry balsamic. They're going to have a Pop-Tart, which is a sugar cookie with blueberry filling. Think of Pop-Tart, but with some funky art on it. A rainbow cake with freeze-dried Skittles, bite-sized candies. My favorite menu item is the Figment Premium Popcorn (laughs) Bucket with rainbow popcorn. Uh, And then they're going to be offering for adults a a hard rainbow flight, a hard cider rainbow flight, uh, as well as some other craft beers and uh, spirits. And a grape Uh, smoothie. Yeah, so... Um, you know, get all your figment inspired food. There are no di- uh, uh, dragon bites, which you'd think they could do like little little dragon nuggets or something for the kids. Like chicken nuggets, but dragon nuggets? Dragon nuggets, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, maybe so. But, but I think that, you know, most of this, is, this is all sweets pretty much, except for the figment premium popcorn bucket, but maybe the rainbow popcorn is sweet. Right, maybe. So it's kind of probably, a sweet probably. Do not eat the bucket. Um, <laughs> I don't think you could. Tony, Tony you may you imply that it was a menu item. It, um, well, it, it is on the menu because it, it can be ordered well, through mobile order. Um, I just but don't I'm want sure, people to eat the bucket. I'm sure they will put a warning sticker, sticker on it because it is 2023. Bucket is not edible. Um, <laughs> They'll have to. Now they're now they're now they're they're flavoring some of this stuff grape because the grape is purple. Uh, are they implying that like figment is grape flavored, or am I reading into this too much? Well, he's that color right? of the purple grape. Mm-hmm. I don't know any other. He's not going to be eggplant flavor. Eggplant flavor. I mean, what else are they going to do with them? You know, they got to <laughs> think of something. I don't know anything. Oh, there's purple carrots, but I mean. Uh, well, actually, no. They have that um, that munchy. I think I'm saying that word right. The plush that's like like food based. Oh, and, yes. it, and figment is a fig bar. Get uh, it? Figment yes, fig bar. But so I think is, fig grapes better. So is figment does figment taste like a fig newton? <laughs> I don't know. But I know he smells like a skunk. Fig Newton is I think Nabisco, and I don't believe Disney has a partnership in Nabisco. So oh, they're not gonna do that. They're not gonna no. Do. no, but I'll tell you I miss their their association with uh Nestle. With Nestle. I used, to, I used to love when they had Nestle chocolate chip cookies mm. before they went to the cruddy ones. What are they now? Just no name brand. Great value. Uh, no, I think they switched to uh, like Cheryl's for the Christmas party. Hmm. That that Jeez. online order, that online like uh, company. Like Tony's wife, Cheryl? No. 
That's when I said that I really I knew. She, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> she's very wait. busy making cookies. She's very, she's oh, got she this does. whole other empire that you're not involved in. <laughs> oh, boy. That would actually be funny. Um, well, I, you know, I think that's all the major news for Disney World. Of course, work continues over in Hollywood Studios and the Rodeo Roundup Barbecue, which is coming to Toy Story Land. That's a table service uh, barbecue themed restaurant. Uh, and that is scheduled to open the spring of 2023, which is right around the corner. But we don't have a definite date on that. I'm hoping that with the thing that I'm going to, I might be able to look at it. Oh, how fancy. Well, I know. Re- if I can, I'll report for sure. I was going to say you'll have to report back to us. So, so we also thought we would take an opportunity to give some universal news and uh The big news, I won't give the big news, but I I will give some fun news happening out at Universal Hollywood at uh, Universal CityWalk Hollywood. Their version of Toothsome Chocolate Emporium and Savory Feast Kitchen (laughs) is going to be opening finally on January 27th. They've been constructing it for the past uh, year or so, uh, and it's a great place to get, uh, well, a great place to get a milkshake that weighs about like 14 pounds and has pieces Mm -hmm. of cake in it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, but that's not the big news. Uh, Is that the knockoff? That's the knockoff uh, Willy Wonka's, right? Yes. uh, Yes, it is the steampunk version of uh, Willy Wonka. Yeah. It's a fun restaurant. Yeah, no, it looks fun. So Universal had two big announcements that nobody knew was coming. For us, I think the lesser one first, they announced that they are going to build a year-round horror experience in Las Vegas. Um, sounds like it's going to be, you know, uh, Halloween Horror Nights year round uh, at a, in a permanent location in, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, unsure if it's going to have a casino attached um, or if it's going to have a, you know, a buffet attached. Uh, well, but concept art had a couple of their like famous um, haunted houses, uh, haunted house people like Chance. Uh, I think she's like a clown or something. She's like a, oh. a off, like she's like a generic version of what's the character from Batman? Oh my gosh, Poison Ivy? Po- no, not Poison Ivy. The clown girl. Harley Quinn. Knock off Harley Quinn. And um, I don't know. I I don't I don't do the horror thing. I don't really plan on doing the horror thing. Oh, I've never no. been to Vegas. I don't know if all this is something for me. Uh, we have no idea when it's going to open. Uh, but I think. I I think there's a, a market for it because people love oh they love nights. it they I love just, it and I think it fits in Vegas you think it fits in Vegas I I will agree with Adam that uh, I don't I don't do horror so I will probably not be visiting um, but this is part of a, a 20 acre expansion for the Area 15 Entertainment District in Vegas. Mm. Uh, and the Area 15 Entertainment Area is an immersive entertainment venue offering art shows, VR experiences, axe throwing, and a flight simulator. Uh, of that 20-acre expansion, I believe 110,000 square feet is dedicated to the uh, horror destination. Wow. And let me make sure I said that. Horror. <laughs> because it is Vegas. It is Vegas. I yes. think that um, there's there's two things I won't pay to do. I'm not going to be paying someone to scare me, and I don't like to pay to watch a sad movie because I'm not trying to pay to cry. I could do that for free all the time if I want to. So <laughs> I'm not trying to get scared, and I don't like scary movies or 
especially don't like people jumping at me and trying to scare. I don't like it. So I will never go to this ever. You couldn't, I couldn't, you couldn't pay me to do it. So there you go. So that's a hard no from Eliza. Oh, it's a hard, hard no. I don't, right. it's not fun for me. Let's have Addis tell us about something that might be a hard yes that Liza would visit. Uh, Universal also announced that they're going to be building a 100-acre resort complex, for lack of a better term, uh, including a theme park in Frisco, Texas. Hmm. Now, Frisco, Texas, if you're unfamiliar, is uh, a little bit north of Dallas. This place is on a lot of land next to the PGA Tour. Uh, there is a PGA Tour golf, golf course and a whole resort there. So I will read the press release. What they said is going to be there. It's going to be for younger children. Yeah, it says here it will be full of family-friendly family friendly attractions, interactive and playful shows, character meet and greets. Unique merchandise and fun food and beverage venues. Although smaller in size, it will still carry the same quality as Universal other largest resort destinations. Uh, there will be a 300-room hotel. It is uh, intended to have a completely different look, feel, and scale than Universal's existing parks and will appeal to a new audience for the brand. Yes, the younger children, because it's going to have, like, Trolls, Shrek, How to Train Your Dragon, an animated Jurassic World spin-off so they're gonna have camp crustaceous for the little kids lots of i think it's cretaceous i think it's cretaceous oh it would be crustaceous because it might be a crab crustaceous would be a good name for uh like a a knockoff version of uncrustables we could call them crustaceouses (laughs) like a seafood sandwich (laughs) crustaceous but but i and don't forget the shrek land so yes uh, the shrek yeah yeah, so very so, much themed after DreamWorks properties, with the exception of uh, Jurassic. Uh, if they're going to do Jurassic Park, I really hope they have a Pteranodon flyer. That's one of my favorite attractions at uh, Universal's Islands of Adventure. Um, mm-hmm. That's a suspended little roller coastery type thing. But I thought you couldn't ride it if you were like a grown-up. Uh, you have to find a kid. You have to steal a, a, a small child to ride uh, with you. DreamWorks. Happen. DreamWorks produces uh, the Camp Cretaceous animated show. Oh, that's an animated show? It's, yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, it's animated. It's and not going to be Jurassic Park. DreamWorks does that. So so it's like all DreamWorks um, properties. I don't know what to think about this. I'm sure they've done their research to determine that they will make money on this. I know the Austin area is a growing population i'm not sure about dallas austin is far away from here though oh it's growing like that area is growing pretty big but but i think and they got like a lot of people coming in from california or other areas that maybe they want to you know it's the cost of living was less or whatever there's a lot of people going there but um this park is said it's going to inspire families with young Fun with families with young children. So, like, it says the youngest theme park goers will enjoy the characters. So, for someone that has teenagers, I don't know how they, you know, you know what I mean? Like, because they wouldn't enjoy, like, the Legoland because they would be like, oh, it's Legoland. I don't want to go there. But we'll see. I don't know. I'm interested to see. And they haven't even said when. Yeah, there's like no universal yeah, fast. Universal's fast. When they start yeah. going on something, you know, it's like, damn. 
part of me thinks great, but the other part of me is like, there's not. I don't know how many other. I don't know who you're going to get to show up to this because locals. Well, that's what I'm locals, but locals only to a certain point because like if it's if it's only for one specific age group, then eventually they'll age out. Now maybe more will replace them, I guess. Hopefully, um, hopefully some others will replace them. But it's not <laughs> going to be. But it's not going to be. But it's not like a, a destination resort. So it's not. It's it's not going to be a place for somebody like uh, me. Well, I mean, your kids are older, but but even if your girls were younger, you know, we determined that it's probably like six, seven hours away from your house. Would you really go there six hours, stay for one day because it's only one park, and then well, you, come well, no, home I for six hours? Would like it, it's I not. Say no. I wouldn't I, go. Travel show. No. So, but if my husband, if I was married, let's just say theoretically, I'm married, uh, and. He's like a huge golfer, and we've got little small kids, and yeah. he wants to like go hang out and golf for a while. And maybe you can make a couple of days out of it. Maybe there's a nice pool or something fun okay. like that, you know, a water park. But I really think in the surrounding areas, within two hours out and less, I think that's who's going to really go there. Yeah. Liza, yeah. Could- could we one day do a show on your imaginary husband and you could tell us what he's all, what he's like, what he's all about. (laughs) Okay. So it's five hours and 41 minutes from me. So Adam, think about it. You're in the, well, you're not in the Northeast, but you're close enough. You're in New Jersey. I'm in the Northeast. What do you think? Uh, I am? Northeast. I think new England. Um, But if I think of my friends in the area, I know that there are people who will travel two and a half, three hours to get to a Great Wolf Lodge uh, you know, car. local by, by car. car. Yes. And and Great Wolf Lodge is nothing to the scale of this 97 acre, you know, entertainment destination. We're assuming. Yeah. So, you know, people will travel. Will you get people going from Connecticut or New Jersey yeah. to no. go there? Maybe not. <laughs> will you get people from you know, Arizona, New Mexico, California, Nevada, Texas. I mean, Texas is big enough. Texas could probably support this all on its own if they don't take outside residents. But I, I could see people, you know, five, six hours if it's if six it's is that good. It. If it's that good, six is pushing. All right, five and a half hours. If it's that good, I can see people doing it. And, you know, you mentioned earlier that the problem with kids in that age group is that they age out. That's perfect. You've always got an age group that's coming in. If if you're focusing it towards, uh, you know, let's just say three to nine year olds, uh, if you're focusing on that group, then you don't have to worry about them, uh, you know, older kids not having an e-ticket attraction because that's not what your park is designed for. And there are always going to be a new crop of three to nine year olds coming up, you know, uh, barring some type of cataclysmic event. Yeah. Oh, God. You know. Yeah. Well, that's true, Tony. And you also have to think, too, Adam, that Universal in Orlando, it's really marketed towards teens and young adults and people that like thrill rides. They mm-hmm. exclude, they pretty much are excluding anyone younger because there's nothing for them to do hardly at all. I mean, they got a couple Dr. Seuss things, maybe a couple little, like the Minions thing's cute. But other than that, there's not really things themed for them. So I really kind of veer if, unless you have teenagers that want to go too. I mean, families with just young kids, I usually tell them I would wait until they get older. 
Maybe so, maybe this is why they closed Universal's Kid Zone uh, because they want everybody to go to Texas instead of coming to Florida for that. That's probably not. I just don't see that as a smart idea though. This is a fourth of the size, one fourth of the size of the one in Orlando. I think it works. I don't. I don't think you can, uh, you know, discount. Uh, obviously, like Adam said, they've done the research. They know, you know, they've done their marketing. They've they've researched the area. I don't want to. I don't want to compare it to Six Flags. I don't want to do that. But you can't. Six. I mean, Six Flags exists where they exist, and they're still around because of people that drive in to them. Um, but there. But Six Flags are also. Uh, I don't want to say mostly local cheap. people though. Yes. Well, yeah. No. What I'm saying is they're not uh, they're not expensive to build, and they're not expensive to run because they're very I don't want to say basic. Yeah, they're not they're not in, in expertly themed. Whereas Dis, Universal, um, the way it looks from the concept art, the way they're talking about it, it's gonna they're gonna put a lot of money into it. Yeah. Um. So they're gonna have to get you know they're gonna want a return on investment at some point. I guess they feel like there's enough people in that driving distance that are going to come and support it without having something else there to do. Um, and, and obviously, if they're including a hotel, they are expecting it to be a destination where people are going to stay overnight, even if it's one night. Yeah. You know, they're going to expect people to stay there. It's not a gigantic hotel. What would you say, Adam? 300 rooms? This said 300. Yeah. That's not so, big. No, not big at all, but big enough for somebody who's making that six-hour drive. You drive six hours, you get a hotel for the night, you spend the whole next day there. You know, maybe you're there one or two nights, and, and it's just a, a quick in and out. So I'm I, I need to rent a kid to go visit, right? Well, that's a, that uh, that's a whole renting show. a kid. Yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe, maybe you got a cousin or like a. Maybe Family by the time member? maybe by the time this is open, Tony, one of your daughters will be married with a kid, so we can bring them. Maybe, or maybe you will have your own children. May possibly. Who knows? Never so, know. So now let me let me pose a question to you, and I didn't I didn't run this past either of you uh, when we were doing our pre-show discussion. Ooh. Um, Universal announces this new let, let's call it you know quaint park out in Texas. Mm-hmm. They happened to announce it the day before. The Reedy Creek Improvement District District upstates their long-term land use plan to allow for three more potential Walt Disney World theme parks. What? Now, those parks may be water parks. It might be a theme park, but they've set aside uh, some land for that. Do we think, you know, the full plan gets announced next month, is being released. Do you think this is kind of maybe universal heard that disney's going to have something in the works and they're throwing this out there to divert attention away from disney uh, maybe so because uh, they did announce those two things and nobody saw it coming right so it did create a lot of buzz you know like everybody's talking about it i mean i had people texting me within five minutes of the announcement i don't know but disney hasn't announced anything yet no, and I mean they're going through. You know, uh, unfortunately, their stock is at the the lowest point it's been at eight in eight years. They're talking oh, about. Oh, really? Yeah, they're talking about Disney potentially being a suitor for the World Wrestling Entertainment uh, company. It's awful. You know, and, but and now all of a sudden they're they're talking about oh we could build and we could support an additional three parks uh, on our, on our properties with additional hotels and whatnot. 
Um, I don't think they're going to expend that type of cash at this point because it, I think it would be unwise. Um, but Adam, what, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I think uh, we've, we've brought this up in the past, um, because, uh, at some point, like you, if you add let's just say if you add a fifth gate, you, you can cannibalize your other parks, Mm -hmm. um, because people like, will they buy, well, so you have to look at like, will they buy a fifth day to go to a fifth park or will they just keep buying four days and just skip one park? And if they do that, then that defeats the purpose of what you just did with building a new park. Cause you want, you want everybody to go to all the parks, you know, and spend all the money. <laughs> and that's what Epic universe is doing with universal is it's basically now, in my opinion, it's not now when three years, when it opens, it's going to uh, force people that are coming down here to decide between, do I do a universal trip with like, you know, three park days plus, you know, a Disney day, because now we have this new epic universe park or do we just stick to just disney or, or just universal like they'll just you know do one or the other personally i don't believe disney needs a fifth park i think they need to continue to invest into adding to the parks they already have to make those more fuller destinations and to make them into multiple day destinations because i think like there's like this there's like this mentality of like, you know, one park per day and you only go once. And because because you're getting a lot of things done during the day. But if you can get people to think, oh, I have to go to this park twice, then you could sell the park twice. And then you don't have to build a whole brand new theme park and you don't have to staff on this brand new theme park. And I think that's part of the problem that they're going to run into is just finding staff to people to work at these places. Um Based right. on the wages, based on the wages that they're paying and and would like to pay. I mean, the I way things are going, if Disney did announce a new park, we're we, you know we're looking four or five years down the road. Who knows what oh, the state to, of uh, uh, employment yeah. will be at that point? And who knows what the state of the Reedy Creek Improvement District will be at that point? Will it still think, exist? Will it not exist? I think this Reedy Creek stuff. I think that's just I think that's just boilerplate things that they have to do every so often uh, to just you know make sure that the the investors and the people that you know, own the Reedy Creek are like aware of, you know, what kind of um, land use they have. I, I don't think that really, I don't think that reveals anything. I think that just then saying, Hey, this is what's available for you to use when you would like to use it. Right. Well, their, their report is expected to be released in February, but we all know that the uh, Florida Senate and house passed a bill uh, that was signed in, by Governor DeSantis to dissolve the Reedy Creek Improvement District, and that's currently scheduled for June 1st of this year. So um, un- unless some other action is taken, you know, this whole Reedy Creek Improvement thing may be by the boards. Um, so who knows? Who knows what we're looking at? Hmm. And we suddenly went from a news show to a speculation uh, show. Well, I don't know if Universal speculated that this is in Tornado Alley. So I don't know if they thought about that. I was looking well, at Frisco, Texas. And maybe it's it, going to have like a big dome on it or something. Oh, my gosh. It's in the red. <laughs> where the tornadoes go. I don't like Uh-oh. that. Yeah, well, they do have tornadoes good. there. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, well, you know, what Disneyland on? is Disneyland is in, you know. Uh, Fire Alley and Earthquake Alley and yes, we're gonna, but you're gonna have to it do is Central weather. Florida, so by the time a hurricane gets inland, it kind of it, it's not as strong. Yeah. 
It really isn't. I'm, I'm a hurricane expert. I don't know. I've been through like many. <laughs> a lot with just us alone with that. Uh, yeah, I've been through a ton of hurricanes, so I know what's up with that. But tornadoes, oh, I do not like tornadoes. Now, I think if Disney got like the rights to Marvel back from Universal, I think that would be a perfect like fifth gate opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and the other thing I too is like see that happening. if they do a, I don't see it happening either. If they do, if they do like decide to go with a fifth park. I just hope that it's with IP that they haven't used instead of like, like, you know, using Moana in three parks and Beauty and the Beast in three parks. Like, just use the other properties you have. That just, let's I would get our, let's I get ask. our villains park finally. Yeah, the villains. Yeah, are, the villains park would be a good idea. So Everybody likes that idea. Or Adam's dream Muppet Muppet Park. Muppet oh Land, of course. Gosh, Muppet Land. I would be rolling around in Muppet Land. If they could All get right. like the rights to Sesame Street back, and that would be. Boring. No, we don't need that. Well, Liza rolling around. <laughs> so I would like to remind our listeners that, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. You can check out their website, MainStreetMoreTravel.com, request a quote, and let Chris and her team plan your family's next vacation. You can find us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Do we have a TikTok account? I mean, I do. Okay, look look for Liza on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, you or search on the Mouse and More podcast. On behalf of Liza and Adam, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More podcast. Good night, everyone. Hey. Bye. Bye.